Real good. Drill good. Drill good. Real 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 good. Ladies and gentlemen, hello and welcome to another edition of Just What the... Nope, that's my other show. Whoops. Wow, holy fuck. You have you can, to leave let's that Let's keep in. this. No, we got to keep this nightmare. going. That's a nightmare. That's a nightmare start. We're keeping this going. This is part of the intro. Do Ladies want, and gentlemen. No, no, no. It's fine. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, hello and welcome to another edition of America's Best Worst Canadian Sports Podcast. That's right. Real Good Show is back at it again for another week. It is episode number 131. An episode that uh, promises to uh, redeem itself after this bumpy start, assuming that Daniel is probably going to leave all of that in the edit, I would imagine. Oh, he absolutely. Yeah, he's not in yes. Yeah, yeah uh, I really fucked it up. My name is Justin <laughs> Morissette, and with me, once again, as always, is... Uh, Stefan Heck. Justin, do you have uh, each intro for your podcast written on both your hands? No, you no. <laughs> no, it's like on a, on a Rolodex in my brain, and I picked the wrong cue card. Oh, boy. Sorry. Well, that's uh, I'm John Cullen, and uh, welcome to Podcaps. That's- yeah, exactly. Sorry, am I supposed to do my other? See what what is it? How it works for me is that uh, my other podcast, uh, much like Justin's other podcast, is uh, not at all successful. So I never mix the two up in uh, any way. Yeah. I'm like, oh, that's my other dumb podcast. I'd never talk about that on this on the show. And so I never, I literally it never. There, I think they're stored in different parts of my brain. Like real good shows stored in the important part of my brain, and podcasts <laughs> is stored in the part of my brain that literally doesn't matter because no one listens to it and no one cares. Well, about and it. I'm, I'm pod, I'm podcasting from um, the gamer ring for the first time. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's exciting. Yeah, and yeah. you guys scored. I'm just a- kidding, Justin. Top marks is fine. It's we, better than podcasts. We are on Patreon sure. now. And I know. I doing saw surprisingly that. Surprisingly well. Well, I mean, I mean, it's, relatively. Yeah, it's all. It's all. It's, I mean. <laughs> Not as good as uh, the go-off kings, though, because, Stefan, you secured a big uh, endorsement deal this week. We did. Well, I, I don't know if it's an endorsement. They want us to use their product on, on cam. Well, b- uh, before you tell us what the product is, yeah, we, should we should also... We, we should. have a guest this week. No, yeah. that's fine. He's been waiting patiently. <laughs> uh, Trevor Risk is here. Trevor uh, is a writer for Letterkenny, mm. among many other things. Yeah. A local uh, DJ, man of the arts, man about town. Was on the guest list for the show I was working the door for last night. But, that's a, that's a real yeah. credit right there. Absolutely. You this man just shows no how introduction. important he is. He was on the guest list for the show. <laughs> oh, man. I was, uh, I was hoping you would show up because we could uh, talk at the, at the bar last night. It would be like a little teaser trailer of what the podcast would be like. Okay, Boy. right off the jump here. Uh, <laughs> Putting DJ in front of someone's name is already terrible. In fact, I'll make people remake posters for that. But the caveat of local, even in front of that, is a terrible way to introduce me or anybody. Local DJ. <laughs> that said, I didn't come to your bar last night because I was locally DJing. Of course. <laughs> is your, do you have like a DJ alter ego or are you just Trevor Risk? Um, yeah, just my regular yeah, name. You cool. know, it's, it seems to be pretty good. Most people think it's a moniker. And, oh, uh, yeah, because Risk is, sure. doesn't seem like it would be a no, real... Although my dad is Barry Risk. He's a counter-terrorist. It works very well for him as well. But yeah, yeah. I have people come to me sometimes and say like, I'm really sorry for treating you like 
total shit for six years. I thought you made that name up. And I'm like, that's a good reason to treat someone like garbage. <laughs> like if, if, you've, if you've decorated yourself with your own name and it's something like that, you're like, I'm, I'm a dangerous person. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be risking with an Anglo-Saxon first name. Um, you deserve to be treated like garbage for at least six years. But, okay, well, hang on. You said your dad is in counterterrorism? Well, he's retired now. Okay. Yes, but, but he wrote the book on smuggling and creating borders and that kind of thing. So for a little while, he was playing the game of world domination. As some say, he still is. You know? <laughs> That's hilarious. I don't know how his book sales are. But he wow. could be dominating through literary yeah. avenues now rather than just... Uh, I literally just agree say. that you should, uh, you should always uh, consolidate your forces in Australia. Or is that... It's your cuts, man. You got to take your cuts. You gotta, no, 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 no. I'm more Australia. of a, an upper Canada guy. You know, that's, <laughs> I fortify myself in upper Canada. That's, uh, that's the title of my book, I think. Yeah, <laughs> fortifying myself in upper Canada. <laughs> Uh, well, I just I just Googled Barry Risk, and the oh, first good. thing that came up is Barry Risk fortifying the borders. There you go. TVO.org. Oh, so yeah. He was on uh, Steve Pakin's show. Yeah. yeah. So that's the, that's the thing. He's talking about, uh, yeah, Barry Risk joined the Federal Civil Service. And, well, I'll just read your dad's bio here. Oh, it's all, boy. You're going to give him a better intro than you're giving me today. <laughs> Barry Risk. He's, he's, uh, he's a local counterterrorist. Yes. yes. <laughs> yes. He's, a, he's a hyper domestic yeah. counterterrorist. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Barry Risk was on the guest list at the Federal Civil Service last night. <laughs> Yeah. I'm just kidding. I won't read it all, but that's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. When you said that, I was like, I know he's not making that up, but it might be fun if we just let it slid and just not talked about it. We just casually, like, yeah, my dad's in counterterrorism, but like, it's fun. Like, whatever. I mean, also, my dick works. Like, just, like that's where we're going with <laughs> The apple fell a little farther from the tree than I think he or anyone in the family expected. That's yeah. yeah. How does he feel about DJ Trevor Risk? We don't talk about yeah, it. Yeah, that's, that's fair. Sorry, I didn't mean to bring up your, like, family dynamics. On this, we're four on this, minutes into this? On yeah. this family day holiday. <laughs> on family of, day. Of all times. I'm going to be here for family day uh, today, yeah. and I'm going to be in Alberta for Alberta's family day, which I, I love the BC government just being like, yeah, just a if your family's one. in Alberta... Get fucked, like yeah, yeah. 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 Sorry, <laughs> separate holidays. You don't have uh, you don't have a family anymore. <laughs> well, I mean, it is Alberta. I mean, we didn't <laughs> even have a family day for the longest time. We were kind of late to that party. Yeah, in the we first were. Place. And now, I, I heard they're switching it next year. That they are gonna, they're switching it so it matches with the rest of the country. Right. What a genius idea yeah, that would just, be. Just makes yeah. sense. Yeah, yeah. We uh, we celebrate Remembrance Day, but it's on December first. I don't know if we celebrate <laughs> is the word we Sorry. use to venerate. Yeah. 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 I don't know. That was just the first What's holiday that popped into my mind that would be funny if we celebrated it on a different day. <laughs> a that's different like day. Just not related at all. Yeah. Just, yeah December first. Uh, we just we need another couple extra weeks to remember. And yeah, then. We don't do reverent very well in November in no. BC, so <clears throat> we're gonna push that a little forward. We're just gonna push. Shit. We just mm-hmm. feel like when it's a little closer to Christmas, it's like a nicer, it's a funner <laughs> time. Reflect on the things that you're thankful for. Yeah, but yeah. we'll push it further away from Thanksgiving. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Because uh, you already did that a little bit earlier, so <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so yeah you exactly. Can't do it twice in like uh, absolutely yeah, a refractory period. Exactly, yeah. exactly. I uh, so well, how, how did I'm just wondering like the BC government fucking up Family Day because it was like. <laughs> All right, so uh, we don't have uh, this, the rest of the country has this holiday, and we don't have it. Like, okay, good guys, uh, uh, citizens of British Columbia, I got some good news for you. Uh, family Day, it's happening. All right, is it on the same day as uh, everyone else in the country? Oh shit. Okay, uh, just a sec. We'll get back to you. Like, 
There, it's how long has Family Day been around for? Like four years now? Uh, yeah, five, four or five, something. Yeah, like maybe six now. Actually, I think maybe, maybe six since they announced it was happening, and maybe this is the fifth one. Let me see. I used to know, maybe, a, maybe it's a time zone thing. I'll see what. I, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Golden gets both. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> the sun sets in the west, and <laughs> Family Day rises in the east. Uh, I mean, it's just a fake holiday anyways, though. They were just like, we don't have a stat in February, and we should probably do something about that. I used to work uh, for like three years for an American company and be the only Canadian there. And uh, I remember the first day it came around for a Canadian Thanksgiving, I, th- I said to them, like, well, it's great because you guys have Columbus Day. And they said, well, we don't get that off. It's a holiday. We don't get it off. I was like, so you what? They're like, we just observe it. And like, okay, that's, that's great. You just, you just observe it. And then I was like, well, we have things like... Family Day, and like that's not real. <laughs> like we only get like two holidays here in America. But I use it to my advantage. I started telling like uh, I'd be like, oh, my friend's becoming a Canadian citizen, and legally by Commonwealth law, I have to be there and get day drunk with them and <laughs> eat ketchup chips. They're like you guys have Family Day, so I yeah, mean, sure. Like, that's you're lying like, about that. It could be real. That's uh, yeah, totally. It does definitely sound like a made-up holiday. Like a made-up religious holiday that you that your own religion made up, like a weird, a weird. Yeah, well, uh, it's, it's family day. Like even the uh, like the Star Wars Christmas special or whatever. I'm pretty sure like all the Wookies are celebrating. It's family day. It's, yeah. it's family day. Is it life day? Yeah, yeah life day. day. It's yeah. life day. Yeah. The uh, so it says okay, the holiday. Close, the holiday was first observed in Alberta in 1990. And then it took everyone else 27 years to catch up. Sorry, 17. Saskatchewan had it in 2007. Ontario added it in 2008. In 2012, the BC government announced that it would be observed the following year in 2013. So there we go. I so it has right. been. This was the fifth year anniversary of Family Day. Well, best today. Family Day ever. Today. Yeah. Uh, it, it, on the Wikipedia page, it says, uh, in parts of Canada, Family Day, French, Jour de la Famille, which is a slap in the face because Quebec does not have it. Oh, so but they do have the day the after New Year's Day. Oh, yeah, that's right. So you get to like make terrible mistakes on New Year's Eve. New Year's Day, you stare into the abyss of existential dread. <laughs> and then you, <laughs> and still then you have, have another, another day. day off to get yourself together, comport yourself, go to St. Hubert or whatever. And then, uh, and then yeah. you get to go back to work and not uh, chew out all your coworkers. That sounds great. It's see? also not recognized in the federal sphere, apparently. Federal employees in all provinces, such as public servants and postal workers, work on Family Day. This I didn't is, realize that. This is my favorite sports podcast ever. <laughs> well, yeah, we're just, well, it's very important to... Get into the heart of the issues. <laughs> because uh, government employees don't have families. Yeah, that's true. Well, they don't post- deserve families. Exactly. Yeah. Postal yeah. workers uh, shot their families, as is my understanding. Oh, uh, yes. Right. Uh, <laughs> I like that this this is a great <laughs> sentence, too. It's talking about the uh, the origin of Family Day. And it's like, the holiday was proclaimed. This is in Alberta. The holiday was pro- proclaimed by Lieutenant Governor Helen Hunley on the advice of her premier, Don Getty. We say Lieutenant Governor in this country. Thank <laughs> you very much. My apologies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We are an international podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, very yeah. much so. Premier right. Getty said it was important for Albertans to spend time with their families and that this holiday would emphasize the importance of family values. Getty faced considerable criticism at the time. What it was was, uh, you know, Germans have the most holidays of any country because they have the most money. Like, do you go on holiday when you're broke? Not a lot. No. You know, the Albertans were trying to shove in everyone's face that they were rolling in it. Yeah. Hey, we would love another day off yeah. to go wherever we want. Can we afford that? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. We're totally good. All the companies were like, sure. Yeah. yeah. 
I just like that. He's like, oh, we should spend more time with our families. Was met with heavy criticism. (laughs) (laughs) People are like, no, we're good. We we just had Christmas. We do not need another one. Well, I love. uh, I always remember in studying like uh, World War. One or two back in high school, whichever one it happened to be that was described. Yeah, one of those those two huge wars. Yeah, of course. I can never tell the difference between the two. They thought it would be over like within three days or whatever. And it was described as being a, uh, it it took place on a bank day holiday and that it would last that weekend. And I guess like back in the either 30s or Tens, which uh, be World War One you're referring to. Hitler yeah. wasn't like. I think this will only take three days. <laughs> yeah, that was. It was World <laughs> War One. Back in 1915, if the bank was closed, I guess no one did anything. Is that what a bank day holiday means? Yeah, <laughs> like that's how we still refer to like statutory holidays. Is like banks take them off. Usually, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, but it just uh, so what was your what just was the that point phraseology? Oh, a bank, bank day. Oh yeah, yeah, bank. Day. Yes, bank day. <laughs> well, I mean. You know, back in those days, we had to the, take the, time the, to the observe British the very, <laughs> The British aren't very celebratory. Yeah. Like, ah, oh, we got to have a day off. What do you want to do? Just go to the bank. Yeah, <laughs> seems fine. Uh, I don't know. I've got yeah. to. I've got to do do some banking. Yeah. Uh, we got a lot of banking done. Well, because yeah. probably in those days Fuck too, my like family. <laughs> should we call it family day? No, bank bank no, day. No. I don't want to see my family, but I do want to go to the bank. I much prefer. Much prefer going to the bank. Train spotting. Because well, be I, because I think because it used to be that the banks were open from like nine a.m. to three p.m. So like if you had a job during that time, you couldn't go to the bank. Yeah, you saved and it so, all for that one holiday. So that was it. You had to save it all up in your mattress. Yeah. You have a big sack with a money sign. On. I guess it'd be a pound sign. You yeah, know? pushing a, a wheelbarrow yeah. to the bank. Yep. Oh man, it sure would be great if we had one day where we could get all this cash to the bank. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's how the movie The Purge started. Yes. The Purge was the day before bank day. Yes. It's like, oh, we'll just steal all the money you've been hoarding in your house. The British Purge would just be a bunch of people just tut-tutting at people for like queuing in line wrong. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now, one day you're supposed to, you're allowed to push someone out of line. <laughs> budge day. Budge day, yeah. 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 That's a classic budge day. <laughs> was there some guy with the last name Budge? No, it's just the one day where you're allowed to queue improperly. <laughs> Uh, oh, it's a good time. It is. We're yeah, uh, we never got. I think around uh, to... the real British purge should be. Uh, they should uh, eliminate all of the royal family. <laughs> yeah, that's a good purge. I'm on board with that. Yeah. yeah. Um, should, uh, so we never yeah, got we around to discussing Stefan's uh, gamer yeah, your, sponsorship. Your sponsorship. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Well, Trevor, you, you said your dad's a counterterrorism expert. My dad is a, uh, uh, a forensic psychiatrist, and uh, now uh, I'm about to explain uh, who is sponsoring my gamer street. Um, <laughs> Uh, so I, I well, they're not they're not sponsoring the gamer stream. The gamer stream is called the Go Off Kings uh, with uh, with Jesse Farrar and uh, my my roommate and friend Rob Wisman uh, right back there. The infamous Jesse Farrar. Yeah, yes. and we can get to that later if you want. America's most wanted, <laughs> Jesse Farrar. So we're uh, uh, I saw a tweet or someone linked it uh, to us. Uh, this product called Gamer Goo, and it's uh, it's like moisturizer for gamers. And it helps with your <laughs> But it's it's not quite moisturizer because it also like helps with your grip apparently and it helps with your, your focus and like the the sense helps with your focus help you, help you focus and give you energy. Um, <laughs> go to gamergoo.com. I am uh, I going mean, to do I haven't even right received now. the product yet and I'm already shilling for them. Um, but if you go to their um, and this will be a good segue into the Jake Furtana thing because if you go to their website, um, 
all of the people who use GamerGoo are like uh, are like lady lady gamers, um, and uh, and like one guy gamer, and then it's going to be like a picture of Jesse on there too. So it'll be really funny. Um, Hopefully, but the one where he's eating a bacon sandwich. Yeah, well, it's a Reuben actually. Oh, okay. But, sorry uh, about that. No, that's okay. I mean, I've made that mistake. Uh, the Thousand times. Island dressing is important. Okay. <laughs> uh, but they're. They'll this be sending website us, uh, is unbelievable. It's great. Yeah, they'll be sending us some uh, some gamer goo um, later this week potentially. Uh, they just got back to my uh, DM, um, and if you follow the stream, you'll know that we kind of have like a joke product on there because uh, the stream is sort of like making fun of like Twitch streams in general. Mm-hmm. We have a product called uh, Gamer Come, <clears throat> and we got uh, and it's just. It's just come in a, in a bottle. And we got uh, we got our friend uh, Drill to design a logo for it, and we sold T-shirts and, and coffee mugs. Of course, uh, and it's this whole thing. And then someone linked it to us and was like, uh, "These guys are like stealing your bit because uh, it's it's gamer goo and it's this like white substance that says gamer on it, and you squeeze it on your hands and stuff." Yeah, and I, I don't know. I, I want I really want Jesse. My my idea for it is every time we get a new subscriber. Uh, Jesse gets blasted in the face with a rope of uh, gamer goo. He's not up for it. So I don't like that you called it a rope. I'm just going to put that out there first. Um, I, I have I have I have a, a myriad of questions. But I'm just, just going to ask one. Um, is it or is it not counterproductive to moisturize your hands when controlling, like especially like a Wii controller? Like I feel that's a way to like let it like do you not you don't want to have your hands moist. You want them dry, don't you? Well, so I think I mean I mean I'll go, I'm going to go to the the website here, right now. I'm on it right now. Just enjoy okay. enjoy this ad copy here. It says, uh, "What is gamer goo for?" Hey, listen, gaming is hard. Raiding tombs, slaying dragons, sniping Nazis. It's not an easy job, but someone's got to do it. And you happen to be great at it. The problem is, even though you well, plan to play for the next twelve hours, your body starts to lag. Rude. But don't fret, dear seasoned player. Gamer goo is your solution. Coat your hands in our non-slip lotion that smells of peppermint, cinnamon, or orange peel, and the invigorating fragrance will enliven your senses and inject your fatigued limbs with stamina. Live to complete that main quest you've been putting off. Gamer Goo gives you the punch you need to keep on winning. And it says it gives you the three main buzzwords they have for it are grip, energy, and focus. And it's non-slip, which really addresses Trevor's concern. That there. was, because yeah. I would think, like, you know, the magic gloves they have in the NFL, you know, that meant yeah. they apply. Yes, like, of that, course, that's yeah. what I would want to do if I were to be, yeah. be yeah. gaming. Even the, the grip ad copy is great, too. It says, you've settled in for a long night of gaming. When you're that dedicated, sweat happens. <laughs> Your fingers slip and you shoot too soon. The enemy, <laughs> non-playable characters, attack and kill you. A rage quit is on the horizon, but alas, not all hope is lost. Slather on gamer goo. Problem solved. Dry hands for the win. Yeah, that's what really gamers' number one problem is that their hands aren't sticky enough. Oh, <laughs> yeah, and you're right that like all the people who endorse it. Oh my god, this is so okay. You guys got to see this. So it's it's showing you like all the like hot Twitch stream girls that endorse it. That then, I'm pretty sure yeah, that's that the Jake is, Cannon girl. Yeah. That is yeah, the that girl. Is the Jake yeah, is. girl. And yeah. uh, and then apparently this guy. <laughs> this, guy, this guy he's eating a, a lobster, full lobster. Right? Yeah, yeah. he's eating a lobster <laughs> Kevin he's just a guy first gamer goo customer oh he's like the Tom of MySpace of yeah. gamer goo basically yeah. he just gets to be on there because he was there for the genesis of it yeah, all, bought, these, all yeah. these girls have to follow Kevin 
<laughs> they tested it on Kevin. He didn't go blind. It didn't discolor his fur, obviously. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amaranth or whatever is the Jake Vertanen. Okay, I don't know this lady. Jake Vertanen story. I mean, I, I know a lot of Jake Vertanen stories. Yeah. So what's yeah, the latest okay, one? I'd like to go. hear this because there's was, something I like more than shitting on. This yeah. was yesterday before uh, the game in which uh, the Canucks played great, and Jake Vertanen in particular played outstanding. One of his best games of the year. It was a 6 nothing blowout against Dallas, but earlier in the day, he had made some waves online by uh, sliding into the DMs of that cosplaying Patreon gamer goo endorsing Twitch streamer Amaranth, I think is her name. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and and his, his comment was basically like, does my username come to mind? Or no, something he just said like my that? name. My name. How did he spell come? Uh, C O M E. Okay, 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 okay. But that, I mean, that also means come. Yeah, yeah that's true. I, that's yeah. That's the the Queen's English is how you spell yeah, it. Get come yeah. that way. So people were kind of construing this that he was like, "I'm famous, don't you know who I am?" Oh boy. When really he, he just, said, "Does my Twitter name come in mind?" That's what he said. Does my it was does my does my username come in mind? I think no. It says Twitter. But, I'm looking at it right now. Um, okay, that's not yeah. a, that's not really a sentence. But it, no, <laughs> I, I think yeah. So people were reading it that like he was like oh like oh do you know don't who you I know am? who I am? When in fact it was the opposite of him trying to be a cool guy. He was really saying. I comment on your streams. Do you read the comments? Oh, okay. yeah. if, you, if you read the full DMs, like that was just part of the DMs and, and she leaked them and, and like, whatever. I mean, you have every right to, to do that. Um, but it, it made him look kind of like weird and like awkward. I wouldn't say like bad, but just kind of just awkward. Um, and then if you read the whole DMs, it's actually like adorable. He's like, yeah, you know, like I love watching like Lord of the Rings and like, yeah. I watch your Twitch stream all the time. And I love playing Fortnite and me and the guys love playing Fortnite. And, uh, and do you recognize my username? I'm in your stream sometimes, and it's like it's, it's like really adorable. Uh, yeah, he it's says like a twenty year old kid. So. He says, "Ha ha ha ha!" I just watch you on Twitch once in a blue moon, and she says, "That's cool." I didn't figure you'd be on that site. You play any games? And he said, "I never record anything, but of course I play Fortnite. I play as much as I can. I love Lord of the Rings. I've watched every movie over and over, and the Hobbits, of course. Some comments you get on Twitch, facepalm emoji." You, uh, side question. Anyone here ever had someone famous say, don't you know who I am to you? <laughs> no. no. No, I haven't, but I would you love never? to hear this story because you obviously you have see, one. It seems like you have. Well, you know, I've been a DJ for a decade and a half. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I've had a lot of hockey players and stuff come through the bars that I've worked at many, sure, many yeah. times. And the hockey players are all actually very, very nice. Um, but I had uh, Terry David Mulligan say that to me once. <laughs> and my response was, yeah, you're TDM. You're in disturbing behavior. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, and uh, Prevail of the Swollen Members said that to me once when mm. he came and put a woman's purse on the DJ mixer ah. over like the plexiglass and put it on there. And I was like, can you not do that? And he said, don't you know I am? And I said, no. And he said, well then, that's. I think you're cool. That's cool. Like he was like he was into the idea that I I didn't know who he was. Yeah, because like you I guess if like... you if you were a person if you're the type of person who asks that question to people, then you would have to be prepared for the answer to be no. I suppose, right? Like uh-huh. you'd have to be like, well, because then you can't sputter because then you look like an asshole. If you're like, don't you know who I am? And the person's like, no, you can't be like, uh, well. Fuck you then, man. Like, you have to have so, like... That impression of him is a little reductive, but... <laughs> Sorry, I'll give it to I you. apologize. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, we should I... cut this part, actually. I'm terrified of the swollen members, uh, frankly. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> Mad Child's tat face tendons <laughs> alone make me just want to, like... I don't want to run into him, so... Prevail used to come to comedy shows quite a bit, and he was a very chill guy, so I think I think you're all we, right. We tried to get Mocha Only on the show. Oh, yeah, Mocha Only wants to come on our show. He wants yeah. to. Yeah. yeah. He, 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 he said he, he, he agreed to do it because... Uh, 
I said that uh, I, I posted an annual reminder that Mocha only was in Len. Oh, yeah. And he was like, so was I was never in Len. He got <laughs> yeah. so mad. Yeah, he and, searched his own name. But he's in the video. Yeah, he's yeah, in all yeah, the videos yeah. singing the choruses. Yeah, I used to work for the company that uh, that managed Len, and they were uh, my boss at the time was like, it was before sampling had any laws around it. And if you want to try to clear a sample from a dead porn star's disco song, uh, that's a lot of red tape, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, uh, I, mean, I mean, it's a great song. The yeah, one, the one line song I know. The one line song is fantastic. Steal your sunshine. It can't. Yeah. You can't not like it. I feel mm-hmm. it's almost impossible not to like. But he thought I was besmirching his good name yeah, by telling was, people that he was in land. He was oh, never. He's nice. like I was never in land. And then we, I, we joked like, oh, you should come on Real Good Show and like talk about how you were never in land. And he's like, yeah, I love sport or I love podcasts. I'm, I'm a semi pro <laughs> skateboarder. I'll talk about that. Yeah, because I. So then he followed me and I DM'd him. I was like, hey man, we'd love to have you on the show. We're like kind of a sports podcast, but like more comedy. And he's like, oh, like hopefully it's more comedy. The only thing I know about sports is like skateboarding. Oh no. And we're like, yeah, that's fine. That's a hobby. But then we um, never like had him on the show after. I saw him open for um, Young MC. Oh, nice. <laughs> Young MC came out. Uh, in a Canucks jersey. Of course. And I think it was like that terrible red and black gradient. You know, the worst Canucks jersey of all time. Yeah, uh, the, the like red and blue one. The, the, oh, no, no, the, no, red, the plum one. The, yeah, the, the sort of red and blue yeah. gradient sort of one. Yeah, that's right. He came out and he said, uh, um, uh, we're, we're going to, I'm going to do some new stuff. Everyone was kind of quiet. He's like, <laughs> and then we'll take it back to the old school and everyone pl- applauded politely. Came out and did three songs that sounded sort of like 50 Cent. And then he uh, got everyone just to do um, bust a move for him. And then he tried to do the fastest rhyme, could not. (laughs) And that was the show. (laughs) I will say I do find it very odd that like that, that era of rapper, like part of the live show is like covering other rap. Like that's very normal to just do like three or four covers of other rap songs. So I have seen that. Not, I've never been to a show, but I've seen like set lists where it's like the rappers will come out that like old rappers like Young MC that have like two songs that everybody knows. Yep. They'll do the like two songs everyone knows. Then they'll do like three Biggie songs mm. and like a Tupac song. And, like they're just like, you guys know this one? And it's like, oh, but apparently the I think Run that's... DMC theme for WrestleMania 5, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> everyone is familiar with that. I would, uh, I would cover all the, uh, all the hilarious rap songs like Rappin' Ronnie Reagan, the Crypt Keeper Jam, you know, um, the, uh, when uh, when uh, Sam Malone is on Cheers and he's rapping about having a groin injury when he's like a sportscaster host and gets kicked off of the show. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, those are hot covers, right? Those that's, are what hot. Kids, yeah. that's what kids want. That's what the kids want. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. What's crazy is that uh, Rob grew up in Kentucky and knows about small members. He listened to them in high school. Really? Yeah. Bad child. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, he has soul members on his iPod. Yeah, Mad Child's little brother went to my high school. What was the? Uh, he was what always was, also mad. Everyone what was in their the, big one. What was their big the soul members one? Uh, there was they, the one with Nelly Furtado, really, which was pretty good. No, I think just breathe. That's not the one I'm thinking of. I'm thinking like, what was the one that broke them? Everyone in Vancouver. I'm from the Ottawa area. Everyone in Vancouver oh, okay. has the, like the oh, relation fuel to. Injected, that's yeah. the one. Everyone has a Sorry. relation to the swollen members. You know, like oh, Mad Child used to date my other guy. I got Subway from like <laughs> yeah. my other guy. I wasn't buying that. But, 
Um, ours right. is Alanis Morissette, obviously. Right, yeah, sure, yeah. Sure, Alanis sure. Morissette used to babysit me is like the standard Ottawa area yeah. go-to trope. Did she used to babysit you? Um, well, in, if you count my parents putting me in front of you can't do that on television for hours and <laughs> leaving the house, and she did look after me in a sense. Yeah, yeah. Her, Alistair, Les Wyman, or whatever his name was. Yeah. Yeah. I grew up, yeah. Her and Super Channel were my babysitters. Yeah. Oh, I love that. <laughs> That's so true. So we were told, uh, Trevor, to uh, to ask you about your uh, love for '90s uh, sports posters. I hear that you're a big uh, a big fan. Uh, no. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> end of segment. Uh, no, yeah, uh, that's the like. Don't you know who I am? That was like. Yeah. No, I don't know anything. I don't about know that. where you picked that up from. There's a lot of rumors circling around. Yeah, that. that's a lot of people said that about. Uh, well, I thought it was weird when uh, we were emailing back and forth about some business. You, uh, that's in your email signature. Like, yeah, of course. Just yeah. a '90s it's sports poster. A picture, uh, like the poster of Christian Okoye when he was the <laughs> yes. Nigerian nightmare, where they gave him a Freddy Krueger hat and like claw. And then there's a bunch of, it says like the Nigerian nightmare and it's in like the font of the nightmare on Elm street. And for some reason there's, um, uh, like a dopey member of each other team in the AFC West, all in bed under the covers together behind him. <laughs> <laughs> like some dude who looks like the chargers. Uh, there we go. Here it is. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, I do like the Don Mikowski one because he was the guy before he's the guy who got injured and Brett Favre took over for 20 years. That is and he was so the good. magic man. And it's him like with a magic wand making a football <laughs> levitate. <laughs> And I recently someone showed me the Eric Davis one where he's just yeah, got a, he's just that. got a giant gun in it. Eric Davis, <laughs> Eric gun. Davis poster, yeah. Um, he's just yeah got a giant gun and it's like you know it's not politics it's history you can't really politicize the uh, the eighties for this. Yeah, Eric you know? Davis, oh forty four Magnum. Yeah, it's just a giant gun. <laughs> that is hilarious. Like so, the one was- I saw recently was the uh, Wayne Gretzky Magic Johnson one where they're both like back to back in tuxedos. Oh boy. It's yeah. like welcome to like Hollywood or whatever. Right. That was right. pretty amazing. Yeah. Why I guess did you they, got, oh, okay. So I guess Eric Davis's nickname was the Hitman. Yes. So that so that's what they're playing See, up here. That he's a mafia hitman. Like <laughs> I just love that. That is. Oh, there's another one. Chuck Person, Rifleman. So the NBA got, ones like, the, are the best. The target, ones. Yep. and yes. he's like dresses kind of a cowboy. Here's the thing. Like these are like a product of the era. Putting posters up in your bedroom, very stylized. And they're kind of hokey and fun to look at. The one that like still doesn't make sense to me is like. On an actual card, Pavel Burry just wearing rollerblades and oh, yes. sitting on the, you know, like that was like, that, that's what they chose for a premier elite player in the NHL for his proper card that just year, sitting on a rail, yeah, yeah. with like there's a the shorter the, shorts. Yeah. Did you see the guy who did like the cosplay of that? Oh, yes, wow, that's, that was outstanding. There's a there's a coloring book you can get from that year too. Oh um, yes. that's of just him, and uh, it says it's for children, but you look at it. It's clearly marketed to the gay community. It's like him, <laughs> long eyelashes, big pouty lips, and like um, like in a sailor outfit and like a cowboy <laughs> with chaps and stuff. I've never seen it online, but a buddy of mine has it, and he showed it to me, and he's like, just flip through it, and he's like, notice anything? I was like, this is not for children at all, <laughs> but it was official Canucks merchandise. <laughs> That's That was official Canucks merchandise. See, I wonder if this is... From it? Oh no! Uh, well, that's a nice. That's a good shirt. It is a good it's shot. A, that's a, Pavel, I'm going but... nightclubbing shirt. That's pretty yeah. good. Yeah. yeah. I would love really to get uh, the the Pavel Bray rollerblade uh, picture on a shirt. But what I would really love is you know how they've done like for Henrik's thousandth point and, and Daniel's thousandth point. They did like the the play uh, leading up to it, mm-hmm. uh, like the the X's and O's and the arrows and stuff. Mm-hmm. It'd be funny to do that for 
but for Paddleberry, like jumping up onto the railing. So it's just like it's like a, an arrow and like a slight little hop. And then... I uh, someone this weekend gave me. I'm the only Bruins fan in town, except for uh, my friend Haley. And so people just like give me Bruins merchandise that they don't want. It's never like Bobby Orr or Phil Esposito or something. I got someone gave me a. A Rick Tockett card behind, like like the like the, sort of the sheath that they're in, you know, the plastic one. Yeah, of course, yeah. That, those are in high demand. The Rick Tockett the cards. Rick Tockett rental that one year we had. <laughs> like, <laughs> I remember my so brother good. coming home from school and being like, "We got Gretzky's best friend." <laughs> and I remember just being like ten years old, and being like, "The cup's ours." Like, We've got it. Obviously, Gretzky rubbed off on him, and. Uh, we're gonna, here we go. You know? Oh, yeah, for sure. We used to uh, – we played uh, – I played ball hockey at UBC for five years, and we played with this guy who grew up with uh, Sidney Crosby and played, like, minor with Sidney Crosby and Cole Harbor in Nova Scotia. And we used to, like, joke before, like, the, if we were in the playoffs or something, we'd be like, so, like, what do you think Sid would say right now? And just, like, really <laughs> just, like, bug him. Just be like, oh, can you just, like – do you just tell us, like, what do you think Sid would say? He's like, I don't – Fucking know. We're like, yeah, we're just bugging you. Like, I was, relax. I was out at UBC a couple of weeks ago to see a powerlifting competition because sure. right now, as I've, you do, as as one does, yes. Yeah, uh, guest listed for that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I gotta take care of it. Well, it's obviously, the DJ and the powerlifting communities are very, very tight. <laughs> I asked if I could DJ it, and, <laughs> and the guy was like, I guess so. <laughs> but my buddy naturally, my buddy Lane won the competition because he was just bigger than everyone. No one is in his weight class, and uh, and he did a great job. He, he did a perfect day or whatever, and he was like listening to his iPod. Uh, I was like, what are you listening to? He's like, oh, it makes you made me. And it's just Bell and Sebastian. He's, just, he's screaming back behind the thing. <laughs> but this is like, it, it, going to see this power of is like, I mean, I wanted to support him, but I'm also on this like, like just cruise right now where this is the worst sports city in North America. And uh, so now I'm just trying to find like adjacent sports that I can get into. And oh, when yeah. I was there, uh, we discovered that uh, UBC has an underwater hockey team. Oh yeah, I did not yeah. know this. I've never seen the sport, but I'm here for it. And it's they're a, called it's a sweet sport. I've never even heard of the sport. Yeah, really? I don't know about oh, yeah. it, but it's they're real. called the Thunder Ducks. Oh, perfect! <laughs> like, it's the Thunderbirds is the yeah. is the school nickname. So now so they did the underwater hockey the and the Thunder, Thunder Ducks. Ducks. I'm just I yeah. I almost came here decked out in full Thunder Ducks. I would have loved know, regalia, that. So yeah, it's like it's it's like it's just like regular hockey. You play on the floor of the pool like oh. water polo, oh, okay. and you so yeah, you just like go down, try to stay down as long as you can, shoot the puck along the pool floor. Floor, oh, uh. and then come up and then go back. Like, yeah, it's very odd, but I've definitely seen clips of it. Do you watch I didn't it know like UBC in... had a team? You watch it from underwater cameras. Oh, so not yeah. like at like the aquarium where you like go underground <laughs> a little bit and you see. Oh, how... I don't know how you watch it live. Yeah, I was, yeah. yeah, that's really. Yeah. yeah, that would be like the worst sport to watch live. You're just trying to follow these like shadowy figures. <laughs> Every time someone comes up, you just yell, "What happened? <laughs> <laughs> what happened down there?" <laughs> <laughs> Trevor, I had an idea for a, a 90s uh, style uh, Bruins poster. Uh-oh. Uh, let me know what you think of this. It, te- it technically happened in the early 2000s, but like a 90s style poster, and it's Kyle McLaren taking out Richard Zednick. But I'm trying to think what like the 90s angle would be. Right. like that to me was like, I had started watching hockey like three years earlier, and that was like one of my first like big memories. We talked about Zednick. Uh, getting killed on the ice. Yeah, getting his throat and then, slashed. And then a year again got killed again, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, he got the he got his throat cut. Yeah, yeah, at the, at the Sabres yeah. game. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What, what yeah. was the uh, Kyle McLaren um, one? Kyle McLaren was just, uh, you know, um, uh, decided that Richard Zenick didn't deserve to live anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and based on what happened the next season, 
Like maybe he was just carrying out God's plan. Yeah. I mean, right? Yeah. Final destination. He didn't, he didn't right? take the hint, obviously, <laughs> and he kept playing. Was it like a huge hit, or what was the like? I don't. I honestly don't know anything about this. I'm gonna look it up. Oh yeah. Oh, it was a, like it was an arm bar. It was like a clothesline. You yeah. clotheslined him with his elbow, basically, and like oh, okay. right in the face. Oh, they actually they have it. They have it, it is, here on YouTube. It um, is the third result if you type in Kyle <laughs> McLaren into Google. It's Kyle McLaren, Kyle McLaren wife. It's always wife. And Kyle yeah. McLaren Richard Zednick. Yeah. Yeah. He played he was paired with Bork for a while. Like he was supposed to be like the the guy. He was supposed to be like Kyle what, McLaren, get, what yeah. Glenn Wesley wasn't enough for. You know, he was um he was the the white hot guy. And, oh yeah, my god, right. Yes. That, yeah. Okay, I remember <laughs> yeah. that. That is like the probably the worst that I've ever seen. The it's fourth so- the fourth Google result is Kyle McLaren Richard Zednick wife. <laughs> yeah, you know how and like the fifth is uh, Kyle McLaren watches Richard Zednick fuck his wife. <laughs> well, you know how like the you know people who are like World War II vets they get together nowadays on even on opposite sides and they have a beer and you know they kind of now Richard Zednick and Kyle McLaren they uh, wife swap I think is what happens. Yes, they so. definitely do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, when his glove yeah. comes yeah. off, that is so things. bad. When, Z- when Zednick's glove comes off, it literally looks like his head just popped off his body. Yeah. yeah. When you, I mean, that's the part of the. The thing I like is that no one, <laughs> is that no one fights Kyle McLaren. Like it's like a super dirty hit. Like I was like, oh, someone must fight him. But no, it was 2002 before you fought after every hit. This regardless is also the playoffs was clean as well. Yeah. Oh, was it? Yeah, it, was the, it was the first round. I mean, to me, that's that's one of my early like Montreal because I, I watched like hockey in Canada all the time. Obviously, growing up, and that's that. There's that, and then there's um, uh, Alexei Kovalev hitting Darcy Tucker. Right. Which is like one of my favorite plays of all time. It's a classic. And if you just type in Kovalev into yeah. YouTube, it's Tucker is the autofill on that one as well. Nice. I like, uh, if we're talking hockey violence, goats. Sure. I, think, I like John Wensink in the 70s just piling up Minnesota North Stars on top of each other, basically. Yes, that after was great. Knocking them out and then taunting the entire bench. Yes. That was great. With, a, oh. with an afro and a mustache. Oh, it's I gotta, great. I gotta, I gotta look that one up. Oh, yeah. It's, John it's, Wensink. It's, it's the Wensink, first thing that comes yeah. up when you look up John John Wensink. I've got a. I mean, to me, the, the Canucks version of that is uh, is Ojik versus the St. Louis Blues. Right. When right. By, by the end of it, Ojik is like naked. Yeah, and taunting the bench. The entire yeah. bench. Ojik uh, once came in while I was DJing at a place and sat right beside me and uh, didn't talk to me until he said, how do you spell Francesca? <laughs> and then Francesca Aquilini came in, had a polite drink with them. Ojik had another seven, left the bar to applause. Came back in an hour later to get more applause. More <laughs> drinks. Left. Come back again. He was just coming just with his arms raised in the air so everyone would applaud him. Guy's a legend, you know. He's a legend. Yeah, yeah he can. and he's yeah. doing better now after he was on yeah. death door yeah, for a little bit now. there. Yeah, he, he, was, almost... he was scheduled to die. He was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's crazy. Richard uh, Richard Zednick went up to someone after the McLaren head and was like, "Hey, do you know who I am?" <laughs> no, seriously, do you know who I am? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Please tell me. Terry David Mulligan will play him in the biopic. Obviously. <laughs> yeah. uh, well. Um, Speaking of play-by-play, mm. yes, because that's what we were talking about, yeah, for sure. Speaking Absolutely. of segues, I've got great segues. We, uh, <laughs> our clip of the week this week was one of our runner-up clips from last week, uh, and it comes to us from uh, Cairo Radio in Seattle, uh, where they had a, a, a sort of a break-and-enter sort of thing. Yeah. It was in their parking lot, but nothing broke and nothing was entered. Yes, Yes. an attempt to break into a vehicle in their parking lot, uh, and they, they found the footage the next day. And decided to give it over to uh, play-by-play man John Curley so he could give uh, his take on how it all went down. 
It's an open parking lot, 11.09 p.m. There's a gentleman who's got himself a mop, a mop handle, and he is pointing it towards the window of a pickup truck. He's got a stance about shoulder width apart, and he bangs the mop at the top of the window and then hits and resets. He's got his feet now moving apart, looking just to the right to check, make sure no one's around, and he's now positions the mop again, backs it up, slams it back into the window, slams it a second time. That's three. That's four. Las Vegas odds say he won't hit one more time, and he doesn't. Take a breather. He looks like he's winded. Now he's starting to stumble just a little bit. Gets the mop, backs up. He needs a bit more of a running start. And, yes, he positions the mop, runs towards the window, and can't break it. Can't break it. That's three, four. If you're counting at home, that's 14 blows against the window with the mop. Now, remember, the dirty part of the mop is underneath his arm. He's got a hat. Again, he strikes the window. And now he comes down hard, raining blows down upon the window. One, two. Two, three, and this is just about tuckered him out. He decides to run over to the other window, thinking maybe that one will be a little easier to break with a mop handle, but no. Now he's moving away from the car and starting to get a second plan. This time he starts to climb up onto a rooftop. He still has the mop in his left hand. He places the mop on top of a roof, and now he starts to think about whether or not he wants to climb up. He places his right foot on top of the wall. Here he comes, and he falls Oh, oh, no. oh, my God, somebody get some salami and cream cheese and rub it all over his face. He's unconscious, on the ground, with a mop. That's the story. <laughs> that's uh, that's in Seattle. I mean, uh, yeah, is this yeah. guy going to be this the, uh, the play-by-play for the new Seattle hockey team? Uh, I, I hope so. I hope so, so based on that. What do you guys want it to be called? They they trademarked like 20 yeah, different names I, or something. I liked the Emeralds. You like the Emeralds? I thought that was just, cla- just classy. I know a lot of people were all about the Kraken, but I thought that that's that a Kraken look- sounds dumb. Yeah. I'm, I'm all about the whales. Um, yeah, just, I like whales. You know, the whales good because uh, uh, the Canucks have a whale logo, and they're like, damn it. We should have thought of that. And Hartford like, is trying to woo back the Hurricanes right oh, now, and they'll be so like, funny. damn it, also. Well, I did love you see the, that thing that they, they're selling the Hartford Whalers jersey in the Carolina gift shop? It's now? limited quantities. They're so one-time only. Not only that, but like the first day, the first game the new owners for the Hurricanes had, um, they played the Brass Bonanza uh, yeah, right, at, at the game. Like, right? oh, and it was man. like, in one game, you did better than the last 20 years of ownership. <laughs> like The Brass Bonanza is the best song ever written. It's I mean, like, so hard. Good. That's yeah. not hyperbolic. Like, I'm not talking hockey song. Best song. Just song in ever. life. Absolutely. Yeah. People catch me all the time in the street. They're like, hey, Trevor, I'm like, good. Were you, uh, were you just singing the Brass Bonanza to yourself <laughs> walking down the street? Yeah, just for the last thirty years of my life. Like, that's how you. That's how you close out all of your sets. Absolutely, I picture Pucky the whale. You know, great logo, just a whale with ERS on its ass. <laughs> <laughs> you know. So yeah, the names were uh, the Rainiers, the Kraken, the Evergreens, the Seals, the Emeralds, the Sea Lions, the Sockeyes, the Whales, the Eagles, the Totems, the Cougars, the Firebirds, and the Renegades. Renegades didn't work before. Yeah, I, I don't but, like Renegade yeah, at no. all. I like but. Sea Lions, actually. Sea Lions wouldn't be bad. This isn't yeah, on the list, but I like Sirens. Oh. The Seattle Sirens. 
just as like a like not a police car sort of thing, but just like, like three the, hot Greek girls from exactly, four thousand years ago. Exactly, yeah, yeah good, luring good. people out to their death by <laughs> sea. Well, knowing the like history of uh, like uh, female sport franchise names, that will be their like NWHL team. Will be yeah. the Seattle Sirens. I really, I think it's a great name. I, I, you know, I like the uh, I like the Boston Pride. They've got Hillary yeah, Knight on the team. That's a good name. Big fan of them. That's They've good. actually been pretty. The hockey league is like pretty good. The Connecticut whale. The Connecticut whale. They yeah. got the they got the basically the Whalers logo. Yeah, and the too. New York Whalers. Riveters, sure, is good too. Yeah, but it's got a great logo. No, if there was also. the lingerie like football league. That that's what they would do. That's not great. Well, and yeah. also I feel like the early days of the WNBA, the names were pretty like kind of sexist. Like, uh, well, there was the Sparks and the Comets, and yeah, yeah, those are all okay. But like, I don't know. Maybe I'm just making it up. But yeah, well, I don't know if there was like the Los Angeles like Laker girls or something. No, like that. no, yeah. no, it wasn't that. But it was the Lake Cats. Uh. <laughs> the lake cats. Well, that. Oh no! I think it was because we were talking about. We had one episode where we got really deep dive into like college nicknames. Yeah. And it's like super weird when they have like lady college names like that the are Crimson like, Tide. Well, no, it'll be like the Hawks <laughs> and yes, exactly. the Lady Hawks. Oh, it'll, yeah, it'll just be like the yeah. name, but they'll put like girl in front of it or whatever. <laughs> well, the worst one was wasn't there like the the lumberjacks and the lady jacks. Oh god! That, I mean, that that, like, like the NFL. So bad. The NFL does that with their cheerleaders, right? The, right. There's the Buffalo Jills. Um, <laughs> right. There's uh, the, there's the the Sea Gals for the Seahawks. Right. Yeah. yeah, I mean the, the BC Lions have the Fee Lions. Fee Lions. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's it's, miserable. It's all miserable. Yeah, it's all bad. Yep. Yep. Well, let's get to our questions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Speaking of miserable, am I, I mean, doing a good job? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, you're yeah. doing great. You're I, I, doing, you, yeah, yeah. You yeah. asked me to create, create a lull about 40 minutes in, <laughs> yeah. and I feel like I'm right on time for that. Yeah, that's perfect. Uh-huh. I mean, that was an attempted robbery, though, uh-huh. and I felt like maybe I could tell my. Oh, my oh, I, but I mean, John doesn't want me to talk about it. No, at no, all. I, I want to hear. This is this is a, a quick story. I want to hear you. I, I saw it on Twitter. I think. So yeah. I want to hear it from you. So every night when I leave the bar, my roommate asks me to visit the twenty-four hour grocery store right next to us on the corner, so that I can buy him a one kilogram shepherd's pie and bring it to the house, so he can eat a kilo of shepherd's pie every night at like three thirty in what? the morning. Holy Christ. A crazy person. What is wrong with Mike? <laughs> I don't know. I can think of five things wrong with that. Yeah. And also, why doesn't he just get it himself? And, and he doesn't That's... even heat it up. He doesn't... He just eats it cold. Cold mashed potatoes. And it's not good. Oh, I, my yeah. God. That is Jesus. a nightmare. But he does it like... Maybe five nights a week, maybe more. Who maybe needs to seven. hear about the robbery when we got this story? <laughs> yeah, Jesus. I want to dive into this. So yeah. he, Jesus Murphy. So he asked me to pick up a shepherd's pie, and I was like, fuck it, it's right next door, why not? And as I go to the grocery store, as I'm walking up, this guy, the doors swing open, and this guy's running out, and his jacket is, like, stuffed full of, like, boxes, and he's got a plastic bag that's, like, loaded with shit, too, and he's got two employees racing after him as he runs out, just yelling, stop, stop, stop! And I'm thinking of... Kyle McLarening him. (laughs) In that exact moment, I thought of Spider-Man's origin story. (laughs) I don't don't think you actually thought of that in the moment. No, I for sure did. I for sure did. Well, you're insane. And because I was like, well, do I just let him run by? Because, like, do do I stay out of this? It's not my business. And then I was like, you know what? I come into this grocery store at least four nights a week. And it's the same night staff every single time. So how am I going to live with myself next time I come into this store and it's like, hey, remember when you were screaming, help, stop? And I was like, eh, 
not my problem. <laughs> so as he came even with me, I just kicked this guy in the shins as hard as I possibly could. And he ate shit. And his jacket, like, exploded. And all the boxes that he was stealing, like, flew everywhere. And uh, he just, like, got up and looked in his bag. It had a bunch of glass stuff in it that all shattered. And he just was like, fuck! Fuck you! And he ran off. And I was like, yeah, get the fuck out of here, you fucking asshole, or whatever. It was great. But my foot... Has... And, then, and then Justin looked at the camera and said, with great power, comes great responsibility. <laughs> my, but my foot has hurt all week. I'm limping. <laughs> I am, like, taking cabs everywhere because I can't stand to walk up Commercial Drive. Are what? you sure that's not the diabetes? <laughs> have you been inside the, the store or the supermarket since? Yes. And have, do they give you a ticker tape parade? No. No, really? No, because, yeah, even when I, when I went in immediately after, I bought, like, four things, and I was expecting them to be like, This is on us, bud. I guess he got away with this one or whatever, you know? But nothing. No, they did not. Well, it's because uh, you you still broke all the products. Yeah. <laughs> God, if you could have just saved the, you could have saved those glass bottles. I mean, maybe, but but yeah, I feel like my big mistake was kicking him. I for sure should have mm-hmm. Kyle McLaren clotheslined his head off because yeah. like. That would be fine for me. Like, my foot is fucking still killing me a week later. Yeah, no kicking, you know? Yeah. That's, the, that's the lesson here. Exactly. Yeah. It's banned in the NHL and should be in life. <laughs> that's a lesson we can all take forward from this podcast. Yes. Episode 131. I just wanted to share my moment of local heroism. So thank you for letting you me do it. that. Yeah. Yeah. see you. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <sighs> but we will go from there into our top three questions of the week. Hey, yo, it's the top three questions of the week on Real Good Show. You know what the fuck it is, bitch? We murder in CFL podcasts up in this motherfucker. Russell, look out. Anything good in the mailbag this week, John? Nope. It's a tough week. I like that, I like that Trevor was already like, no. Nope. I mean, he was tagged in the tweet, so he That's would true. know. Well, it's because I was a little late. Like, normally I'll put the call for questions up, like, around 3 in the afternoon, and today I didn't get to it until about 6, and I think that that affected the quality of the question. But we still did get, we got, luckily, three good ones, so we will go with these. So this first one comes in from Ryan Rees and, uh, at Poopy Dollar, and just before we get to that, uh, Ryan sent me a great uh, DM that I wanted to share with everybody. Oh, he was, he was he, DM sliding like Jake Vertanen? He was. And uh, he was like, hey, do you know who I am? And, <laughs> Does uh, my username come to mind? So Ryan is uh, from California. He's never been to a hockey game before. And like because of our podcast and also because of our previous sponsorship deal, he was like, oh, maybe I should go check out a hockey game. So he got tickets and he finally went to the game uh, to see the Sharks play the Oilers. And this is his report of the game. Oh man, what a night. We were unaware that it's polite to wait for a break and play to take your seats and this red-ass season ticket holder immediately got in my huge buddy's face. They had to be separated by security. Another friend ate too much edible and fell asleep the second he sat down and woke up when the game ended. I apologized to everyone sitting around us when it was time to leave and I promised we'd never return. On the whole, the experience was awesome. <laughs> the- <laughs> <laughs> it was a good game too. I watched a lot of that. It was, yeah, it was a nice game. It was a good yeah. comeback. Yeah, um, he did well. I got a buddy who went down there uh, with his friend uh, who is uh, you know in a wheelchair, and it was a night where they were giving away. He collects hockey jerseys. He's got like the. I don't want to go into his collection because he doesn't deserve that credit. But um, uh, and it was like they were giving away like the uh, the like. Um, 
the the Spanish jersey that night. Like everyone oh, okay. in the audience got one. He's they got tickets to it, and he's like, "Do you have? Are you wheelchair accessible?" And they're like, "Sure, sure are." And they got there, and there's one wheelchair seat, and it belongs to a guy who had season tickets. There's only one spot for one person in a wheelchair at the Sharks Stadium a few years oh, ago. Oh, crazy! Yeah, so he, they went there, and he's like, "I didn't get the jersey. I didn't get to see the game at all." And uh, now what everyone the has fuck? these these Los Tiburons or whatever that it would say. <laughs> right. on it. Yes, yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's so weird. Yeah, because yeah, I've been to the Shark Stadium, and it's also. I, it's it like would the not SAP be... Center, right? Yeah, yeah or I think Pavilion. It's HP Pavilion. You press for a while. SAP on your remote, and you yeah. get you get it in Spanish, right? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's pronounced Pavilion. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and when you walk in, as soon as you walk in, you go upstairs. So I feel like already it's not welcoming to Amazing. wheelchair. Like I'm sure there's an elevator, but like they're just like, hey, guess what? No, there's an attendant who carries the one guy all the way. Up. I, had a, I had to do that at a comedy show last week. There was uh, it was actually. Actually, uh, at the Fox in Vancouver, in the projection room upstairs, which does not have an elevator, so we had to carry the wheelchair comedian upstairs. But it was fine, whatever, no problem. I'm strong. Local, <laughs> local heroism. Um, okay, congratulations. Thank you, my friend. Did they applaud you it. when you uh, went back in? They the next time? did not, but I was thinking of Spider Man the whole time. <laughs> yeah. uh, if bartender Chris Alarcon that night wasn't applauding for you, I, he, no was. Yeah, he, he was. Yeah, he's he a very was. nice man. Yeah. Um, okay. So anyway, the question comes in from from Ryan Rees, and he says, "A guy I know." Claims he had the opportunity to get the tub girl vanity plate, but passed. <laughs> but passed because he assumed he'd get in trouble with his employer. What early meme would you immortalize via vanity plate, and how would you sneak it by the DMV? Uh, quick question: What's tub girl? I don't know. Oh, yeah, I have a few blind spots. We all do. Stephen I had a discovery <laughs> ludicrous like three years ago. Okay, like so. Stefan will be uh, your expert on this one. Well, <laughs> I mean, you have to see it. So when no, he's no, 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 no. But, I am not, absolutely not watching it. So Tub Girl is one of those like early uh, early 2000s shock sites, kind of with like Lemon Party and Goatsy. Mm. Uh, by the way, my answer is Lemon Party for sure. You could easily you could get away with that for sure. Can, yeah, can, can you, you please bumper stumpers it for us though? Yeah, like, it'd be like L M N P R T Y. Yeah? yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah, um, and then uh, so Tub Girl. Is a, a woman uh, on her back in a in a bathtub, uh, and then she's shooting uh, a big orange uh, oh, no. hot uh, fountain of uh, diarrhea out of her ass. Cool. It's going really high up. My and, uh, my. Uh, are you glad you Are you glad you her. asked? Um, I can't unhear that. Uh, <laughs> I think well, at least you haven't seen it. See it. Yeah. I think my 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 plate would be sh five five. Fifty-five, you guys yeah. heard her? like fifty-five, and I don't think I'd have to sneak that by anybody. You know, I think they'd be like, "Good for you, man. Good for yeah, you." Like the dumbest thing on the early internet. <laughs> yeah, holy shit! I'm trying to think of what I really liked, Justin. Uh, I don't. I'm not sure. I'm trying to you think do, of like you do early PBJ memes. time. PBJ time. Oh yeah, that that'd be work? good. Yeah. I was definitely like. Uh, yeah, I mean, as as has been well documented on the show, Trevor, there is a recurring segment on the show called John Watches a Thing because I'm very squeamish and they have made me watch some of these internet memes that I do not want to watch yeah. and slash can't unsee. Sure. Um, so I kind of avoided that corner of the internet like when I was back in the uh, in those days. So I don't even know, I don't even know what my uh, what my vanity plate would be. But that is a good... I mean, that would be a pretty funny... I feel like you'd get that, but the DMV wouldn't know at that time if you just went for Tub Girl. I don't think they would know. Yeah. 
Um, if you got a vanity plate, you're a colossal asshole. Well, <laughs> I mean, that, I mean, that's, that's, yeah, yeah, so. Oh, well, yours, well, hey, well, yours, isn't, yours isn't risky business. <laughs> 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 Just like R, Z, K, Y, B, Z. I don't know. Nope. It's way too many letters. Right out of room, yeah. yeah. Stefan, I just want you to know I heard your tub girl had a colossal asshole joke. And I thought it was very good. Thank you. It went wholly unappreciated. I didn't hear okay. it. But great job, Stefan, as, as usual. Um, <laughs> fuck. I don't know. My, like, the one thing from early uh, internet that always is like stuck in my head to this day is like uh, from Homestar Runner when like Strong Bad would do emails. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, the, John's out on this, Trevor. You yeah, have any idea what I'm talking about? Yeah, I'm not email, email. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And so every single time when he'd like boot up his Compi 365 or whatever it was, he'd like while the computer was loading, he'd go, "Oh, emails," <laughs> and that like that way of saying the word email is always in my head whenever I read the word email. So I would make my license plate just O and then a space. Emails. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I don't, oh have, I don't think I have a good answer to this question. You don't. You're. Yeah. You're. You were too busy. Uh, I was too busy reading sports. Listening shit. to dashboard confessional. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Not dashboard. I was never a big dashboard guy. Sun, sunny day. Yeah. Maybe. I, yeah. That'd be mine. Emo fan sixty nine. Just because why not? <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, my first email address was Limp Biscuits from Outer Space at yahoo.com. So oh, good. I don't know if it's still active, but good. if you want to send me an email. Uh, Dashboard put out a new record, I think. Yeah, or it's coming out next they, yeah, week. Yeah, they've been doing a bunch of press recently. Yeah, so, yeah. I, I was never a dashboard guy, so I don't know. Literally, legacy acts are the only thing that make the music industry money anymore. Right, so, I know for, it's crazy for that kind of thing. So everyone's yeah, gonna it's be like going to album anniversary tours. Is yeah, like the only thing lately. Absolutely, I'm all about it. Okay, all right. Next one. Next question comes in from Brandon O'Connor at Boofer OC. Since Real Good Show is no longer a sports podcast, imagine the Olympics are replaced by a similarly structured competition between tradespeople. What is the most television-friendly event you can dream up, and what country wins? Since the 280 characters on Twitter happen, these things get very complicated. They do, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Instead of yeah, the know. questions used to be basic, but now yeah. it's yeah, we get some very some ones with very elaborate setups. This isn't that elaborate, so, to be fair. Would we have to say what country would win as well? Yeah, That's yeah. which country would win? I yeah. feel like the Germans would win, uh, you know, as they Everything. often do. Yeah, I <laughs> whatever think so. competition you're choosing. You ever want to like piss people off? To, like, ask who won? Like, which country won the Olympics? You know. And like, right. It's not about that. It's, uh, it's, 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 someone had more medal. It's always the Germans that like, had a higher medal count. And Germans are industrious people. And if you spend time there, they, um, they like they to become a journeyman. They do this thing where they make you wear terrible, weird lederhosen and hats with feathers in them. And so you see these guys at the bar who are trying to become these tradespeople and and learn all these different trades at once. And you make the mistake once of being like. Who are those dildos over there cosplaying? <laughs> <laughs> Renaissance fair. And they're like, uh, they're what make our industry go around and why we have the most holidays. You prick. <laughs> um, they drink for free and you just bought them around. <laughs> like, oh, like giant Jenko jeans kind of, but like green and like Robin Hood hats and stuff. So I think that the Germans are taking the, uh, nice. they're taking the medal count. They're going to win the Olympics and here. And every, uh, every tradesperson Olympics is held in the Saar Valley. <laughs> <laughs> you know, whoever's, I don't know, some, we probably got some good welders in this country, you know? Yeah, yeah. You know, but if you make we them a, it, We have really good plumbers. 
Do we? I, I think uh, for my event uh, for between tradespeople, um, it's going to be uh, war. What? The event is just war. Just full on. Yeah, it's just war because yeah. that's mostly the people who fight in the war. And uh, it should only take like a bank day holiday. Yeah, or exactly. So. Just like I have a long weekend. Uh, <laughs> well, no, but there'd be like some rules to the war. It'd be like COD, but in like real life. Like the Civil War, like yeah. no shooting someone when they're taking a shit. Yeah, exactly. And, like, 20 yeah. on 20 in yeah. an arena <laughs> that they construct in the wild. And, you just uh, get like ejected from the army if you shoot a guy while he's shitting. Or <laughs> Listen, yeah. I'm here for the running man, okay? <laughs> like, that sounds good to me. If like, if the run, like we're close enough, like yeah. if the running man with reality TV, I'll watch. I don't watch reality television. Uh, but if the running man happens, I'm you're here for Dynamo and, and uh, <laughs> you're there all day. Yeah, I'm. Uh, yeah, I'm going for. I'm going war because I also did some. I've been doing uh, some trivia research, and there was an Olympic event called Military Patrol, which was the precursor to the biathlon. But they would get actual soldiers to compete in it, and it was it was until it's like the first like four Winter Olympics, and it was a combination of skiing, shooting, and orienteering. But like it wasn't athletes; they literally got people from the military that were doing this stuff to compete in it. I would prefer that to a lot of the yeah, demo. Right? Like, it do, sounds do you guys remember, do you guys remember ski dancing in the nineties? Oh, the demos yeah. of ski dancing. Oh, yeah. yeah, you had your flat surface, and you had poles and skis, and you had to dance, and you would plant the poles in yeah. at one point, and then you would dance around them, and then you'd dance through them, and you'd create a a gossamer web of bring of, it back. Yeah, absolutely. I think bring it's time. It back. Yeah, if we're gonna dance on skates, might as well dance on uh, skis. So you know? it's like cross country, so it's like on a flat surface. Yeah, yes, but you're not, not like dancing as you're going down a hill or anything. That'd be great. No, but that yeah. would be much better. It's like yeah. the early days of skateboarding when they used to do the like flatland skateboarding and see Rodney Mullen do like all the ridiculous. Like they just basically built a dance floor, and then the skaters would just there's no ramp. Know nothing. They're just doing technical skating tricks on a little platform. It's like that, but snow. Okay, skis. that's bizarre. I don't remember that at yeah. all. Yeah, should look that up. That online. was real. Yeah, that was a real demo sport. I wonder what some other like fucked up demo sports. Um, can, there's like a canoe sort of dancing. Like you have to like you canoe in time with beautiful music on a lake, and then you like you spin in time. The better you spin in time with the music. Now is this real also? Or that's you... real. You can look what? that up. Yep. Uh, I don't know if it's called canoe dancing, but it's like it's like rhythmic canoe or something like that. Yeah, yeah, you can uh, you can see that. That is so nuts. That's like a summer Olympics trial sport. Oh, I don't know if it was Olympic, yeah. but it, you can look up competitions of it. Holy yeah. shit! So in 1900, these are the summer Olympics. In 1900, <laughs> there was uh, cannon shooting, firefighting, fire firefighting, kite flying, <laughs> life saving. <laughs> There's tug of war, wasn't there? Yes, but that was an actual sport. Yeah, uh, right. th- these are demonstration sports. Don't yeah. okay. my kite friends. How do you and, uh, pigeon racing? Is someone going to die if you fail at life saving? Uh, I don't. So it says, I'll look it up. It says, well, for the greater uh, good, really. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Apparently, oh, as a sport, <laughs> got to break a few eggs if you want to make an omelet, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, because it was in the 1900s. Like you'd say, like, well, no, there were probably like dummies, but in the 1900s, it, there might have been people. They were terminally ill, anyways. You know? <laughs> yeah, they're like, well. Well, this guy, it was Irishmen, I think. Yeah, <laughs> it was definitely the Irish, the Polish, obviously. Anyone who just immigrated to Ellis Island was, you know, they probably had the plague. Yeah. And you couldn't rip all their teeth out to prevent sepsis from getting around. So, <laughs> um, oh my god. Okay, there was. Uh, so then there's not kind of boring ones. And then 1924 in Paris, there's La Can, which is uh, Can de Combat is a French martial art. It's basically fencing, but with a small stick. Look at this thing. I mean, 
Good. <laughs> yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. Like, why not? Yeah, it'd be good. It's it's hand- you can't you can't carry a rapier around in downtown exactly. Paris. Then, you know? no, so you yeah, gotta, exactly. You got to pack a stick, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, absolutely. But I mean, the firefighting one, like that, basically is this question in in right. real life. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. That, a- I mean, that's not necessarily a trade, but it kind of is. Yeah. You go to school to be a firefighter. For sure. There was uh, gliding. In uh, 1936 Berlin, they, it seems like in the beginning they did a lot that were related to the country. So, mm-hmm. like the 1924, the games were in Paris, so they did that like Lacan or whatever. And then, yeah, firefighting was taken out of the 1904 Olympics after the 1900 Olympics burned down. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> I mean, we're gonna someone's gonna look back at these Olympics and like this era of sport and be like, these guys used to do this thing called skimboarding. Yeah, you, you rode a one inch wave for three seconds. And that that's uh, that's it. Yeah, hey, yeah man, I got into skimboarding pretty heavy. Well, people uh, are like, outraged. there was also Finnish baseball in 1952. What is that? Uh... It's it's called uh, it's called the Pesapalo in Finnish. It's a fast moving bat and ball sport that is often referred to as the national sport of Finland and has some presence in other countries. It's a combination of traditional ball batting, team games, and North American baseball. The basic idea of Pesapalo is similar to that of baseball. The offense tries to score by hitting the ball successfully and running through the bases, while the defense tries to put the batter and runners out. One of the most important differences between Pesapalo and baseball is that the ball is pitched vertically, which makes hitting the ball as well as controlling the power and direction of the hit much easier. What does that mean? They draw. Does that mean they draw, they pitch it down? How do you you throw it straight up? How do you pitch vertically? Um. It says this gives the offensive game more variety, speed, and tactical aspects compared to baseball. The fielding team is forced to counter the batter's choices with defensive schemes and anticipation. Pesapalo becomes a mental exercise. This is to sports what like capoeira is to uh, like martial arts. <laughs> right? Yeah. 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 It's played in two periods of four innings each. A period is won by the team which scores more runs in its half innings. Yeah, so it looks like the pitcher stands beside the plate and throws the ball in the air. That's what I can tell from this like picture here. Bizarre. Yeah. I'd like literally have never heard of this before. Um, we need a Finnish listener to tell I, us about yeah, this. Yeah, let's... Dota Wa- 2 can be in the Olympics now. Why not? Yeah. You know? Water like, skiing was in 1972. <laughs> like, the, all the people who are like, eSports at the Olympics? Come on! <laughs> like, maybe crack a book and read about what they were doing back in the day. Oh, they also had, uh, so now we're in the Winter Olympics, 1928, in Sam Moritz, they had skioring, which is when a winter sport where a person on skis is pulled by a horse or a dog. Do you get to choose between the two? <laughs> I don't know. They did, they did not specify which one. Uh, there's, yeah, and then there's Tough m- luck. We're all out of horses. Yeah. Sorry. This is 1924. We ate it. So... <laughs> You're gonna have to make do with the dog. They yeah. had, yeah, they had mater- uh sorry, the military patrol, like I said, and then they also had um, uh, the the ski dance, uh, ski ballet was in oh, ni- 1992 yeah, yeah. in Albertville. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah, that was the that was the uh, when we had we got to double up on the Winter Olympics. Yeah. Um, during uh, yeah exactly. Yeah. It says it's no longer a part of competitive freestyle skiing. It involved a choreographed routine of flips, rolls, leg crossings, jumps, and spins performed on a smooth slope. After the mid-70s, the routine was performed to music for 90 seconds. For a short period of time, there was also pair ballet competitions. (laughs) If you could find another person in your country, (laughs) you would do it with you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, To answer the original question, though, uh, I I think I'm going to go with, like, 
uh, you know, like those Mike Holmes shows where it's like they got to build something by a deadline, whether it's like a house or a playground or whatever. It's like, we got three days to finish this playground. I think that would be a great international well, I feel, competition. Absolutely. I feel like in trades, if it's the tradespeople Olympics, like that, yeah. you know how like in swimming, there's like 20 different disciplines. Building would be like this, the the central focus. Or the figure skating the trades, as a team. And then the, the yeah, tradespeople yeah. Olympics. So there together. would be house, yeah, Canada's playground. Canada's low on electricians, but I mean, they can, they can, they can create yeah. a foundation faster than anyone else here. Yeah. But exactly. then like the Olympics actually have like a net good after you've hosted them because like... Someone has come in and built like a massive park full of playgrounds for all, all of the local kids to oh, enjoy. Yeah. I was thinking about like actual lodging. I was like, we just did that. <laughs> like, we built a bunch of terrible buildings and no one to be in. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but I mean, I guess that like in theory that was supposed to be like low income housing and it did not work out that, not way that way at all. No. no. Um, but I mean, I guess our Olympics like weren't as bad as say, you know, Greece. Yeah, or Sochi. Montreal. Montreal just recently paid it off from the 70s. Oh, yeah. Um, Rio Rio and Sochi are both just a disaster. Yeah, the, the World Cup in Well, because Sochi, is... they basically built the city for the Olympics. It's like a tiny place. Albertville isn't really a city. No, either. exactly. Yeah. It's, like, it's like a place uh, that they make just like little dioramas out of at Christmas yeah. time. You know? yeah. <laughs> yeah. I had a guy come into the bar on Friday, and he was Colombian, and he was telling me, because he was like, fuck the Olympics, man. Mm. And he was talking about the... Uh, Brazil World Cup experience where they built a stadium in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, where yeah. there's not even a town and yeah. not even a soccer club to play in it. And then did you hear like after the games were over, they just took all of the seating out of the stadium and turned it into a prison. <laughs> it was like designed from the outset that we can just get rid of all these bleachers and fill it with cells and turn it into a prison as soon as we're done playing games oh, here. Right. Well, I guess and the boys. 49ers and the Raiders could play there. And they only played <laughs> they only played two games in yes. the entire fucking tournament uh, at this stadium. That's good value. It's gorgeous. Did you ever uh, read that piece six years ago ESPN did about how in Olympic villages it's just a free-for-all sex of orgy? Yeah. 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 They said something like over 100,000 condoms uh, for the Winter Olympics. Yeah. They, they just, had to plan the condom company had to plan to like like make that many. Tell your friends who live in Olympic Village in Vancouver that they, they just like tell them to blacklight their apartment. Hell yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I've got a few friends. Uh, I'm pretty I'm pretty close friends with all the curlers that are in the Olympics, so I'm sure I'll get some some good stories. Oh man, I I love curling. It's like my I'm here for the mixed curling. It's yeah, the mixed mixed Here's, doubles curling. Like, yeah, people are hit. into it. My favorite part about curling is that most of them are just like just uh, just fellas and gals who are like secretaries and stuff in Manitoba, and they mic them up. You know, and so you can hear them in between. Just be like, "Well, that's a that's a pretty good shot." By the way, Gary and the kids doing okay? They're doing good, <laughs> you know. Or like, I was watching the Scotties last year, and like this, the third threw like a pretty bad rock, and uh, you can hear like the punishing passive aggression that comes only from oh, the prairies. And like, uh, I heard one of the skip go. Really, Carol? <laughs> yeah, I love that. I love it. I love it. And it's also, it's just like giant shuffleboard. You know, that's my bar game. I love curling. It's a good spectator sport. Also, you only have two reactions if you watch curling. Like, and during the 2010 Olympics, we were watching the women's final. And the whole bar is watching, captivated, and you only hear one of two things. It's a swell of disappointment. Or a swell. It's like, oh, yeah. Or, yeah. Oh. Yeah, because like you just sit there and watch the shot. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And every shot, you get the same thing. It's a nice experience, you know? Yeah. Also, this is not a trade, but I would also like to propose uh, competitive sister dancing. 
uh, for our Olympics as well because I really I'm into that the 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 ice dancing couple who competed yesterday that were a brother and sister pair. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, the old Donnie and Marie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, every country has to uh, send out their their most erotically charged brother and sister tandem. <laughs> Absolutely. Hey, if that was uh, if that was a sport, then Angelina Jolie wouldn't be a famous actress. She would be a brother sister ice dancing. Right. Um, okay. The number one question of the week, uh, also to do with the Olympics, and comes from last week's number one question asker, Matt Trogden, and he asks. Uh, so he linked us to a Vice article. So there, uh, the the kid who won the Olympic slope style as seventeen. And the Vice headline is, Red Gerard overslept after a late night of Netflix and still won the Olympic gold. And the opening of the article says, uh, Red Gerard passed out during an episode of Brooklyn Nine-Nine on Saturday night and slept through his morning alarm. When a friend finally dragged him out of bed into the world of the living, Gerard realized his jacket was missing. Running late, he borrowed a coat and bolted out the door and then promptly won a goddamn Olympic gold medal. Uh, so the question from Matt is what would each of your headlines be for how you won gold in the face of adversity? I think, um, Trevor risk wins gold in, um, let me go with ski jumping. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Nice. And, uh, after, uh, uh, every, everyone got dysentery <laughs> was against him, and he just had to slowly curve down and like, you know, skate down. Like, he lost a lot of points, you know, but, uh, but he had just enough. Well, cause they've had the norovirus yeah. running through the Olympic village. So it's yeah. not, not that cl- not that uh, far off. Yeah, I don't drink coffee. You know, so I'm the one guy who doesn't drink the, the, the amoebic dysentery coffee that day <laughs> and whatever. Like, cause I mean, the Olympics are also going to like, they're like, we're never going to see an Olympics in like a good city anymore after no. it's like they don't want them like budapest was like they took a referendum and 100 percent of people were like we have better things to do yeah you yeah. know la um, was kind of on the fence and then yeah. that went no in the end also yeah but it was closer than i thought it would be they're talking yeah. a lot about making it so that the olympics rotate between a couple cities and i think that's what's going to end up happening yeah and i think vancouver will be one of them yeah because well, the, the like calgary's pitch was we would hold half of the events in Vancouver and Whistler also. Yeah. Yeah, well, no one wants to go to Banff if you want to talk about getting diseases. Um, so, <laughs> John Cullen wins the ski jump after everyone breaks out of a horrible case of chlamydia. <laughs> I literally can't put my skis on. My dick is raw. Uh, Calgary made a lot, made money during the Olympics. They were like a good way to make a profit of it. But now they're, their whole like the stalemate about Bettman being like a total piece of shit yeah, about exactly. trying to the get Saddle Dome. Man, I'm going to the Saddle Dome this weekend. Saddle Dome is amazing. It's like, not a bad place to watch a game, that's for sure. So brutally 80s. It is so old. Like yeah. you know when you walk by like an old Korean nail spa and all the images in the in the front uh, have all the reds soaked out of them from the sun <laughs> and everything is just blues and greens of yeah. like this images of people getting their nails done. Yeah. That's the entire Saddle Dome. Um, it flooded uh, a couple years ago. No one noticed. Like nine so, years yeah. ago. And yeah. the giant flames shoot out of everything all the time. All the time. And you can feel it. The flames come out of the scoreboard and it's hot. And like you, you can feel yeah, the flames. You, your face. And you have to walk through a carpeted uh, buffet from the 80s to get to the inside. That's a true story. And I've always eaten at that buffet. It's very <laughs> yeah, nice. Why not? I have a little prime rib in my, in yeah, my jersey sitting there. And then, um, yeah, just, it's carpeted. It's just, I don't know. It's... Uh, I love it, and I think that it would be great to see hockey there, especially if we're going to have like hitmen level players now yeah. playing in the Olympics anyway. You know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. 
I'm into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Justin Morissette overslept after uh, his phone alarm failed to go off because his phone died and he left his charger at work yesterday, but still won <laughs> Olympic gold. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's this is... Leaving the charger at work, and then the phone dies at like four in the morning, and then my alarm never goes off. It's, uh, I won't say that that happened last week, but um, it happened last week. <laughs> I started leaving phone chargers in every free outlet in my house, <laughs> you know, so I can be uh, just a uh, yard sale drunk, and I'll fall down. It will just it, it fell out of my hand and click in somewhere by <laughs> good averages, you know. Um, I had, uh, so I had a few postal fiascos this, uh, this Christmas, like Canada post was obviously a disaster. And I live in a building. It's a very old school building. It takes up an entire city block and it has 11 street addresses in it and multiple postal codes in the same building. So it's very confusing. Getting mail here is very odd. And, uh, so, uh, mine is, uh, John Cullen, uh, fails to get Olympic accreditation mailed to him. <laughs> But still makes it anyway. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't even really sign up, but I somehow got there. Canada Post got it rush shipped to me, and I made it. Do you guys see that guy at the opening ceremonies who was just in the Summer Olympics and everyone loved him? Tonga, yeah, the Tongan Tonga. Guy. Yeah. And, no, but uh, he's in the Winter Olympics. He though. is. He's, but yeah. he, I think he decided to become a Nordic skier just as a yeah. joke. Yeah. And uh, yeah. the uh, the people who were calling uh, for the CBC was just like this guy who was not really doing a good job, and then uh, these two gals and. One of them was just so horny for him. Like, we missed two countries afterwards. Like, yeah. she's still t- like Portugal. All of Portugal went by <laughs> while she was just like, I'm just so proud of him. I mean, look at him. <laughs> you can hear, like, into the microphone, just, it's minus <sighs> five. And he's still just <laughs> greased up. I mean, where do you even get oil like that? <laughs> like, <laughs> you can hear the pages of Fifty Shades of Grey turning. <laughs> I love that he's just, and he's like, and he's like laughing while carrying the flag. Yeah. He's like, I can't Nordic. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Two years ago, I thought I would do this. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. So great. He's getting his second 15 minutes. I like it. You know? <laughs> Stefan? My headline would be uh, that I I, uh, I got up at six and I, I jacked off twice in bed before seven. And then I got out of bed at like 830 after like playing Hearthstone in bed for like an hour and a half. Uh, and then I won gold in... Uh, I mean, some event of some kind. That's a long headline, but I'm here for it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's a very There's long a headline. There's a subheader in there, I think. Yeah. Yeah. You're burying the lead here of yeah. the second <laughs> masturbation. You know? yeah. The fact that you're just a, a 60 minute man. I like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I won another gold medal uh, 45 minutes later. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, yeah. I, I, I really liked uh, the drone display in the opening ceremonies, also. Just a nice reminder that, like, these things can be used for art and not murder, you know? Do you remember during the opening ceremonies here, it's the most Canadian thing I've ever seen, like, Gretzky in the back of a pickup truck yeah. with one yes. broken fucking headlight? Oh, oh man. Yeah. Oh, that got me weepy. I was oh, ready for it. I was like, this is so it. accurate. Yeah, it was, like, raining, and it was, oh, that was my favorite, maybe, moment. Yeah. Non-Elizabeth Manley moment <laughs> ever. <laughs> Don't put up any Elizabeth Manley footage. I might get a bit, uh, I think if you watch it, you, you get a little listen. emotional. Well, I think, no, if you put on some Elizabeth Manley stuff from the 80s and you listen really, really closely, you can hear me going through puberty. <laughs> like, uh, because of, because of Elizabeth Manley. Yeah, what is that sound? Is she dancing to Kokomo? What's happening to Trevor in the background? <laughs> Young Trevor. 
<laughs> but we will go from there Uh-oh. into everyone's favorite segment because it means we're on the home stretch. The cherry on top of our cynical Sunday where we pick the things we like from the world at large. One good thing. A lot of people love each other. The world would be a better place to live. <laughs> Gentlemen, I like how uh, how just like umbrella statement all your segments are. Like John watches things. Yeah, <laughs> this uh, is one good one thing. good thing. Yeah, <laughs> type of floor. the week. Lately, I've been enjoying uh, like you know being a. <laughs> I, can't believe I almost said that. As a television writer, like, like <laughs> being a TV writer, yeah. is, uh, we make my buddies a surgeon yeah. at the bar say, "As a medical professional, yeah, about exactly. everything all the time." Oh, yeah. um, <laughs> Trevor Risk overcomes late deadline to uh, win the Olympic gold. Yeah, Trevor Risk makes television uh, writer Trevor Risk. Trevor Risk overcomes being introduced as local DJ yeah. <laughs> to make several Avon Costello dick jokes <laughs> for his television series. Um, I, I like. I watch like something from like every era all the time because there's good stuff you can get out of beats from like Dick Van Dyke or like Night Court or something like that. Also people have forgotten about those episodes so you can totally rip them off. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, we're introducing a giant tall bailiff uh, who's bald into Letterkenny this year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Whose end story is that he's from the outer space and he gets sent back. By the way, that's the finale of Night Court. <laughs> <laughs> is it? Yeah. Nice. Uh, Bull goes back to Jupiter. <laughs> As you do. Uh, so I've been watching. So I've been, you know, you can only watch so much Love Boat and so much Odd Couple and stuff. So I've started um, getting like the, especially in the late '80s, early '90s stuff. Fox would throw at the wall and see what sticks. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, the guy who wrote Married to Children wrote like them all these different pilots. There's one called Women in Prison, uh, where they are a bunch of women in prison. They all get to dress however they want. Of course, there's they're a, independent there, women. There's a lot of like gay panic jokes that do not hold up today, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> but a lot of these shows do these like. Um, backdoor spin-offs, right? Like instead right. of like instead of trying to make a spin-off in a pilot, they'll do like a backdoor one where there'll be like a like the characters won't really be in it. like if you'll watch like Facts of Life, it'll be like Mrs. Garrett got stuck on the highway and George Clooney's not really around this episode. And then David Spade and Richard Grieco show up and take one of the gals to their cool apartment in the city and like it'll end with them like high fiving and it'll pause and it'll be like, now everyone's thirsty for this like urban <laughs> facts of life spin off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? There's one in uh, there's one in Married to Children where uh, Bud is at college and he's on a, a show much like this. Sure. And uh, they bring back Steve, the first husband, and uh, he's the he's the angry dean, but he's got a beard now. <laughs> and Carrie Russell and her two cohorts are hosting a radio show, and again they high five and they pause and they're like. This is going to be good. We're going to make this like spinoff happen. It never happens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're just constantly thinking about how to set up, how to set up spinoffs, how to set up spinoffs. Yeah. Yes. And so, like, I yeah, I've been enjoying really terrible like attempt facts of life attempts at spinoffs and like marriage and that kind of thing. Um, it's uh, uh, there's some good jokes in there because they can go take weird risks and stuff like that. And also, it's terrible. And also, if you find the good videos, you can watch amazing ads from that era online where they're like Dexatrim. 
you don't want to be fat anymore. You know? <laughs> it's like you just read the title and you're like, anything with Dex in it, like, I don't want to be taking that. Yeah, exactly. It's like they added a trim to it at the end. You know, or like, this week on Pat Sajak's talk show, which he has, Michael Gross, you know, from Tremors. <laughs> and the commercials are worth living for, you know? But, yeah. like, have you, like, uh, I was watching one last night, it was um, Dolly Parton had, Fox gave Dolly Parton a variety show and the first sketch is her trying to like have a date with Bruce Willis and Bruce Willis keeps like looking at the camera and he's like this show's so stupid (laughs) what is happening right now the entire time or you know and it'll show a clip of like oh our guest tonight is Sam Kinison not doing comedy doing his cover of Wild Thing (laughs) 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 screaming about how he hates women you know sure nearly on his deathbed because he's Sam Kinison yeah he's always uh, on his deathbed where Joe Perry and Billy Idol are in the video just laughing like that's I'm I'm living for niche backdoor spinoff footage on YouTube I I hope that Pat Sajak's talk show was actually called Pat Sajak's talk show, which he has. He's <laughs> just a great name. Of a- he's he's uh, he's uh, my one of my favorite Twitter follows. One of my favorite interviews I ever did was you know Dan Levitard, you know who does the yeah. highly questionable. He did he had him on once, and he said that like back in the early era of the wheel, if you watch it. Um, most of the shit he does, he's drunk because <laughs> he's like, we would do these segments and then they'd have to roll out all the prizes because people used to pick from prizes in the studio and it would take like four hours. So Van and I would go get hammered off margaritas uh, in between stuff. And so he'd come back and he'd be like, welcome back to the wheel. <laughs> and also one time he's like, they, they announce us and we sort of walk out together and Van leads us out and we've done it thousands and thousands of times. Like one time she walked with like Vanna White and Pat Sajak. She stopped and looked and turned around and went, Hey, what's that smell like? And held her fingers up to his nose and then walked out and he had to like follow her out there after she had just done that. <laughs> like like <laughs> like Sean Williams got in the first scene of role models. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And as probably my first crush, I couldn't be prouder of that. Yeah, no yeah of course. As, anyway, what's your good thing? Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, mine this week, I'm going to recommend a board game. Uh, and Justin, I think you've brought this up on the show before because you bought it for your brother. Um, I don't know that I've talked about it on the show. Oh, okay. Maybe it's off but the yes. show. But yes, I, uh, we, the, thing. the Thing at Outpost 31, the board game. Uh, so it's like a, a pretty well-known movie. And uh, the game is actually called Infection at Outpost Thirty One. Is it yes. based on John Carpenter's The Thing? Uh, yes, uh, it's a, it's licensed by Mondo. So they like originally, I think, uh, made... it's called The Thing Infection at Outpost Thirty One. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, it has the thing in it too. Yeah, yeah. They made they made a vinyl soundtrack from the film originally, and then that was a huge hit. And they were like, "Well, we have the rights to this movie." Mm. Let's make a board game. Yeah, and so the board game is excellent. It's like if you're a if you're a big board game player, it's kind of like a cross between Resistance and the Dead of Winter. So it's like a social deduction game that's also a co-op game that's also not a co-op game. Like it's it's really excellent. I've played it a couple times now with a group of friends and uh it's it's super fun. So uh yeah, if you're into any type of like social deduction games, uh it'd be right up your alley and the art uh, the, and the the art design is beautiful. It's a uh, it's a really, really great game. We've we've had a blast both times we played it. A so. minimum of four players, but I've yeah. been told that you really should have six. Yeah, six to eight is the is the ideal number for it for mm. sure. So we we've played once with six and once with eight, and both were good. Do you get to dump an entire glass of scotch under the board like uh, 
like he does in the movie, you know, and he loses uh, chest to the computer and like well, fills the computer full of We scotch. did that, but that was an accident. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You also like get to heat up a wire and test everybody's blood one by one? Yeah, so there is uh well, no, but so you do have a blood sample uh, card. So like basically what it is is most of the people playing the games are humans and then a couple are imitations and they're actively competing against like they're trying to fuck up the humans day Hmm. basically and then yeah so later in the game you get a flamethrower and one of the benefits of having the flamethrower is you can blood test one of the other players the idea is i guess that yeah you would heat up a wire and blood test them well, to see seen, if they're have imitation. you seen the movie i haven't you really should it's one of the greatest or, films of uh, of all time at least watch the uh, the x-files tribute to it because it right. stars banya from seinfeld as a guy who's obsessed with the san diego chargers oh that's because like they're terrible he has these cassettes of just like dan fout 70s era chargers doing good things and he's stuck in the arctic just like like listening to like Old oh, tapes perfect. of the Chargers. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Season one. Sounds great. Yeah, yeah okay. it's very season one. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So that's my one good thing. I'm going to recommend a uh, sitcom episode because so it was a rough week for like great character actors passing away. We lost uh, Reggie Kathy, who was from The Wire and a number of different things, as well as uh, the dad from Frasier passed away as well. Yeah. You don't know his name? I do know his Come name. Come on, John Mahoney. John Mahoney. He doesn't know his name, did but know he did have name. to just Google it right now. I did know his name, uh, and I was thinking of what was like the best John Mahoney thing that I could recommend right now, and it is, in my opinion, one of the greatest episodes of any sitcom ever. Uh, it is the Ski Lodge episode of Frasier, season five, episode 14. The whole thing is on Daily Motion if you want to go watch it. Uh, it's 22 minutes. I think it is outstandingly funny, and I strongly recommend the Ski Lodge episode of Frasier. It's also on Crave TV, by the way. Ah, uh, uh, yes. Is, yeah, yeah, which, uh, I, do, uh, I do love Crave TV. Yes, I'm... Just plug in the network here. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. It is. It is actually. I think better than Netflix. Oh, uh, it it just. Uh, it's it, so good. The licenses that they have and, and Letterkenny's old, great. Old Comedy Central. I've been watching. Yeah. I'm, I'm with Busey lately. Do you remember that yeah. show? That show is crazy. Yeah, so I love good. That. So yeah. good. Yeah. I really want to watch the new Star Trek, which I've heard is awesome. It's too. on there too. Yeah, it's yeah, on yeah. there too. Yeah. Uh, Stefan. Uh, I'm gonna go with uh, Jake Fortan's favorite video game right now, Fortnite. Uh, which I started playing recently. Uh, now that I have the gamer rig, uh, I've been playing with Jesse a bit. Uh, it's a lot of fun. Um, I think the last multiplayer game I was really into like this was like Call of Duty Black Ops back in like, you know, 2010, 2011. Um, so it's nice to have something like that. And it's like a hundred player battle royale where you're just trying to survive on an island. Um, and it's a lot of fun. I recommend it. Yeah, it's like PUBG. The same. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's a yeah. bit more cartoonish, and you can also like build, uh, like you know forts, hence the name. Um, cool. At yeah. night. Well, no, it takes two weeks to play. That's why. They yeah, named it exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what do you mean, like two game weeks or two life weeks? I don't know. I just wanted to make a reference on knowing what Fortnite means. Oh, <laughs> oh yes, good. Oh, I see. Yeah, so we had to wait uh, six score and seven minutes for you to make that reference. So. I don't think it was that long. Well, yeah, score I think is so. like twenty years, right? Twenty minutes. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is. It is yours. It is yours. But I was using it in the minutes context. Uh, all right. Well, with that, that will do 
it for this week's episode. Our roommates have been Heather and Ben. Thank you to them for enduring this once again. Our producer, as always, Daniel Cazetto, making meticulous notes over in the corner. Uh, and, of course, probably not going to edit my gaffe out uh, no, from the very beginning. Um, so thank you for that. And, of course, our guest this week, Trevor Risk. Trevor it was a delight. Oh, yes. Uh, thank you for being on the show. Yeah, it went swimmingly, right? Yes, yeah. it went yeah, very well. Yeah. What, uh, so obviously, Letter Kenny, is there anything else you'd like to plug? Uh, nope. Just okay. Letter Kenny. Cool. Yeah, that's and it. And people can find you online? They can. All right. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds great. So find Letter Kenny on Crave TV and find Trevor somewhere. I'm around. Yeah. <laughs> He's around there. Yeah. Uh, of course, if you want to support the show, you can do so at patreon.com slash realgoodshow. You can find us on Twitter at realgoodshow. The Facebook group, of course, facebook.com slash groups slash realgoodshow. And uh, haven't said this in a while, but we always appreciate it if you rate and review sure. the program on iTunes. Give us a little boost in their algorithm or just tell someone that you know that you like the show yeah, and they too. might like it too. Uh, and also, uh, I'm opening for Nikki Glazer just for Laughs Northwest, March 8th to 10th. So if you want to come out, do it. And that's that's your plug this week? That's my plug this week, and it will be for the next three weeks. Stefan, anything you'd like to plug? Uh, Rob and I are going to do a stream marathon at the end of February on a Saturday. Jesse's going to be there for some of it. We're going to stream for like 12 hours straight. It's going to be hell. That sounds right. like my nightmare. So, sounds yeah. like the sort of thing that should be for charity, but probably isn't. <laughs> <laughs> no, any all the money's going to us. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that is a charity of a certain sort, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. Until next week, I'm Justin Morissette. Stefan Heck. John Cullen. Trevor Risk. Be real. Be good. Be real good. What was Kyle that McLaren. noise? <laughs> what did John say? Well, he said, what was that noise? And it was Rob opening the sliding door. Which uh, okay. Oh, yeah. Could use a little WD forty or yeah, something. Yeah, it was a little loud. This um, outro is as good as the intro. Yeah, <laughs> oh, we do this every week. Yeah, we do this every week. Sometimes keep... Stefan and I say the same word. Oh, good. But, so then it's then it seems professional, but mm. a lot of times we don't. Yeah, it's yeah. a mess. But we're just gonna keep this going until we find like a big laugh that we can really yeah. go out on. We can just do a ready break. Yeah, exactly. You know? <laughs> ready break. But not invented Rhymes from the ego-driven Self-centered Entered the fast lane And never got dented Life in a flash Pipes, buds, and hash Three of my favorites Four of us made this More hits in the majors Up from the minors Bust from the top Duck cops and sirens Fresh out the shop Popping and styling Mad chops, wildin' Non-identical The cynical's medical Condition is critical Unforgettable Swollen members beautiful Language unsuitable Tension and tonic Coastal chronic Track got mocha on it Independent with a different perspective Select effective Next sh- or exit The younger the restless Bro, you'll inject it Smoking members gonna make y'all stop Take a minute and remember who takes the top Through the critics and the cynics Your time is up Just admit it, everybody put this rhyme is up It's hot shit Smoking members gonna make y'all stop Smoke are only gonna take the shot If you're thinking that you know me, better press for wine You can bump it
your mind. If you're frontin', you can blow me, you'd be best to find someone else who's about what it takes to climb. Whatever bad lacks, warriors come out to play. You can bet we're gonna do it in a thousand ways. Ain't no sweating up until we resuscitate. Never's only box, some other debates. Hot How many albums bought and sold? Triple ghetto gold, rocked and rolled. Sound mixed and mastered. Stick with the program, get paid after. TV shows, zines and mags. Positive feedback, jeans still sag, hair still knots, the rail gets props. The same as always, rising to the top. With the swarm of exciting, fighting form, we invite criticism. Rhymes shine like prisms, spit flames, we see in 3D vision. Even my people play CD in prison. Bad decision, fatal error. Get scars from bars and barbaric terror. We own label, never get dropped. Now the crew combined and we can't be stopped. Swollen heavens, feeling they can't stop. Take a minute and remember who takes the top. Thanks, some donors this week. That's what we're all here for. Yes, we're all here. Thank you guys for donating to the show. Uh, we'd like to thank uh, Andrew Hamilton. Yes. He uh, upped you, his Andrew. pledge from $10 to $15 so he could get that sweet, real good show t-shirt. And uh, we will uh, make sure that that's in the and, mail and of course, soon. I promised him that he would only get this bonus shout out for upping his pledge if, uh, as Ivan Decker once asked him... Yes. To finish his soup. Yes, Hamilton. Hamilton! Finish your soup. You haven't finished your soup. We've got a, another pledge for $5.69 from Anders Lau. Oh, Anders. Yeah, long-time yeah, listener Anders. of the show. I feel and like he, he might have donated before he and said came that, back on the train. He uh, said that five of that is for you, John, because you answered his curling questions. That is true. It is, uh, yeah, because uh, during the Olympics, uh, here's the thing that happens if you curl, uh, which, of course, I do. Uh, everyone, I've never heard yeah, that mentioned before. I also, I don't know. I probably haven't brought this up on the show before, but I also don't drink. Um, but I, uh, I don't drink and I curl. But anyway, during the Olympics, what will happen is if you curl, everyone will ask you about curling all the time. What's the hammer? Uh, yeah, exactly. That's what they will say. That's the thing that they will say. It means you have the last rock. I know that. Okay, I know well, that. Just, maybe our listeners don't. So uh, I uh, decided this year that I'm charging people. Uh, so it's two dollars if you want to ask me a question about curling or three for five and he asked me three so he owes me five dollars which i guess he's giving to me and then you guys and then can Stephen split and I, we split 69, 69 cents. cents but thank you for me and uh whatever it wouldn't be the first time you guys have split a 69 if you know what i mean What's, uh, right. now, uh, i don't want any part of this honorarium yeah. <laughs> uh, we all, this doesn't seem like it could be someone's actual last name but if it is i love it uh, we got a five dollar pledge from vincent adultman Oh, no, that's, uh, that's a that's character a, from Bojack, Bojack Horseman. Horseman. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, there we go. Yeah, someone with a noun for a last name. You know, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. 
And uh, Jesus Christ, what is Rob doing? It's that and, door. Uh, the last uh, pledge <laughs> this week. The door is so fucking loud. Comes in from Ryan Lewis. He's donated $5 to the show. Thank you, Ryan. Oh, thank you. I assume that, like, three of the dollars are from him and the other two are from Macklemore. <laughs> hey. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I wish he'd mackle less and donate more. <laughs> No. Oh my god. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That joke belongs in the thrift shop. <laughs> okay, oh, well, uh, all of that was bad. So, uh, see you guys later. Oh, motherfucker! Shit! Shut the fuck up, man. Someone else. Las Vegas odds say he won't hit one more time, and he doesn't. 